hey guys i hope you guys are all well and are all feeling blessed so this is going to be a part two to my last podcast episode because i touched on being a walking testimony when you want to encourage others to come to christ but you don't want to force it onto them because i said in that episode that you're never going to encourage someone to do something if you're forcing it onto them they're probably going to want to do the opposite because let's be real human beings don't like being forced to do things we don't like having to conform to specific ways of living we'd rather do the opposite and especially when we're in this day and this day and age where there's a lot of conspiracies around you know control it's not a conspiracy we are being controlled by you know the powers that be but um i wanted to continue talking about being being a walking testimony because i have seen how it truly does encourage others when you practice what you preach because let's talk about material things or like superficial things when it comes to selling a weight loss um program people will only buy that if you have lost a significant amount of weight if you actually look like you followed this program that is when people are going to buy it if you are you know 300 pounds and this is not me i'm 300 pounds mate <laughs> Um, if you're 300 pounds and you're trying to sell a workout program or a fitness program, people are not going to be willing to buy it because they're thinking, well, you clearly don't follow it. And if you do follow it, it's clearly not working. You know, it's that simple. So when it comes to encouraging people to follow Christ, the best thing you can do is share your testimonies. And that's why I will continue sharing my testimonies, you know, and a lot of people will still, if they, if people really don't want to do something and people really don't want to believe in something, they will find, they will try to find loopholes in your story. Do you know what I mean? Like if I say God got me out of depression, someone's going to say, well, that was really you. And do you know what? I wouldn't argue with them because I do believe that we are God embodied, that you know, we are children of God, therefore we are, you know, connected to God in ways that we would be connected to our parents. We have the same DNA. When you have the same DNA as people, you are basically them reincarnated, you know? Anyway, yeah, some people might say, do you know what? It wasn't God that got you out of depression. It was, it was only you. You did that yourself. And this is an interesting take because, I wouldn't argue with them because I somewhat believe with, believe in them. I mean, believe in them. I somewhat believe that point. But at the same time, we can't give ourselves the sole credit for the things that we have. Because when we talk about God, we're talking about the highest consciousness, which is connected to all of us. You know, yes, I did get myself out of depression. God got me out of depression because through every single encounter I've had, every single person in my life, I was able to get myself out of depression, even when they didn't help me. And this is because through every single experience I had while I was experiencing depression, it was bringing me closer to God. It was showing me that I can't rely on people. And even when people did help me, that was great too. Everything is working in my favour. Whether people are helping me or not helping me, my lovely therapist that I 
I went to last year helped me. Um, my mum encouraging me to come to her church helped me. Same way she helped me when she was kind of being laid back and wasn't truly understanding where I was coming from. She still helped me because it it allowed me to see that I do have power within myself and that I don't need to rely on others. And in the Bible, it says... Even when your father and mother forsake you, I will never leave you. And I really felt that last year when, you know, I felt like my mom was not truly being there for me in the ways I wanted. But the truth is, she just didn't know how. And I couldn't articulate how. I didn't tell her how I wanted to be supported. So through feeling like my mom neglected me, I was able to just find the power within to, like, really help myself out of that depressive state I was in. So you know, it could be argued, yes, I did get myself out of depression, but it was God. God being the highest consciousness, the highest consciousness being all of us connected. So yeah, that's my truth. You don't have to believe it, but that's my truth. So yeah, I'm just at this point where I, even though I so badly want my people to know the truth and to feel the truth and to be at peace those who are going through their personal struggles, um, regardless of what it is, I've got to kind of just leave them to it the same way I was left to it because through being left to it, I was able to find my way and to accept Jesus in my life. And the truth is not everyone is going to do that, but it is not down to us to try and be people's saviors. And that is something I had to learn because Kenya always want to be Captain Saver, <laughs> Saver person. I'm not gonna curse. Yeah. So, I really had to learn that you can't help everyone. You can't save everyone. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. J Cole knew what he was talking about. I'm not gonna lie. I don't listen to J Cole, but he kind of snapped with that line. Um, you know, don't save someone who doesn't want to be saved because it's only gonna hurt you because you're constantly trying to get them to see the truth and to see the light and to see the power within themselves and they're constantly giving you pushback and eventually I'm not gonna lie you're gonna end up resenting them and I'm almost there with one of my friends but I'm not going to because I have faith and I know that regardless of what is going on that she's not pushing me away to be annoying or to be a b-i-t-c-h she's just pushing me away because that is the narrative the, the narrative that she's telling herself is that no one's there for her. So, you know, it makes sense to push me away so that she can truly believe that, you know? So all I can do is pray for her and love her and pray that she will get out of this state that she's in right now, you know? So I hope that she's able to see my journey because when we met, I was hella depressed hella depressed and i hope that she sees how far i've come and she doesn't she doesn't necessarily have to walk the path i'm walking but she sees that you know what it is possible and that's why i love testimonies because you can see it's possible you see what god is doing for other people's lives and you're like wow if god can do that if god can transform this person's life why can't he transform mine of course he can there is nothing too big for God. I like when people say this, I don't think people are really taking it in. There is nothing too big for God. There are people who are diagnosed with cancer, given six months to live, and they've lived for years through faith. 
through God's grace. God can do anything, bro. People who were told they would never walk again are walking this earth through God's grace. And and these are just, like, some extremes. For me, something that I never thought would would happen would be having a would be me having a healthy relationship with my mum I have a healthy relationship with my mum bro (laughs) a healthy relationship as in it's actually healthy like I can tell her what is on my mind and she will not give me a toxic response she's actually loving me she's understanding me she's accepting me just as I am she's patient God is good. God is so good. I don't think people are taking this in. God is amazing. My mom is a walking testimony of God's grace. That woman, that woman has had an amazing transformation. She wasn't a horrible person before. She just didn't know God as well as she thought she did. Same with me. Same with, you know, other people in my life who, who are in the light thanks to god i am so grateful for the relationship i have with my mother because if you listen to my last episode i spoke about the generational curse um within the women in the family how that we just can't get along there's always issues there's always this rivalry there's bitchiness <laughs> you know there's it was a lot growing up, you know, and well, I feel convicted to, 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 I feel like this happened in the last episode where I felt convicted to talk about, you know, um, the struggles I had with my family and it's coming up again. And I feel like God is like, girl, you got to release it. So whew, there's a lot, but I'll say for the most part, what I felt from the women in my family was that, um, oh, okay. First of all, I've always grown up being thicker or bigger than most people. So, you know, through me just, like, being confident in myself or trying to be confident in myself, I always received hate towards that. I always... It's like any time I try to just be in my body, be comfortable, there would always be a reminder that that I'm too big, that I shouldn't be wearing certain things, that, you know, it was always, like... I'm not allowed to be confident. And I understand that as projection. I know that it's not, it wasn't necessarily towards me. Like, let's be real. It's, everything is projection. I know that it's it's how they felt about themselves. Even ones that are slimmer than me. Because they're thinking, if I am if I think I'm fat and I'm not fat, why is, why can Kenya just like, no, sorry. If I think I'm fat and I'm uncomfortable with that, why is Kenya, who is way bigger than me, um walking around like she's like she's that girl like don't do that and I've seen this in so many ways where like even when I would when I started modeling or did I had opportunities they would silently be watching and I remember once my cousin said yeah I see what you're doing and I'm like yeah Kenya's doing good but I just don't say it it's like why don't you say it that's weird and it's things like that they will watch what I'm doing and it'll be burning them and the thing is, whenever they accomplish something, I will be, I will be their biggest cheerleader. And it kind of got sad sometimes because you can, you could see it felt like I was begging it. 
I was begging it with my own family. Imagine. It felt like I was forcing myself on them. There were t- there were so many times that one of my cousins would stop talking to me. Her name's Shazia, sorry. Whoop, I felt convicted. Her name is Shazia, Shazia Smith. And she would stop talking to me. We went to the same college as well at one point. So imagine, yeah, I'm, I was quite reserved as well. And I only went to that college because she was like, oh, come to my college. <laughs> so there were times when she stopped talking to me. She would just walk past me. She would, like, it's like I did something. And I swear to God, God is my witness. God is my witness. I would have literally done nothing. We would have been fine, like, yesterday. Next day, she ain't talking to me she she don't even she's not even acknowledging my existence that's real spiritual warfare right there nobody can't tell me no difference like i'm i i don't mean to use this in a trivial way but it was almost like she was bipolar it was two different versions of her all the time and i thought i thought i was a problem am i the drama no i wasn't i really wasn't i'm not gonna lie it was real spiritual warfare but later on i started to realize it's because of the things that her mother's her mother has been saying things that they talk about you know the narrative that her mother pushed on her and the, the 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 generational curse obviously didn't start with us between the girls it was it started generations before us her mother already had animosity towards my mother. She already had hatred towards my mother. So, of course, she's she doesn't want her daughter to be close to her her sister's um, daughter. Of course not. It was so nasty. There's so many things. Even my own aunt, her mother, check out my TikTok. You can see my testimony of her trying to disrupt me getting justice for her brother molesting me and my cousins. Anyway... My own aunt gossiping about me, and I was a I'm a child, I'm a child, and this is what so many people in my family do gossip about each other's children. That's nasty. I'm an innocent child, and you're gossip gossiping about me, saying vile things about me for what? You can't tell me that's not spiritual warfare and um, I can I, I can only wrap my head around this now and this is why like you know I, I used to think oh I need to I need to release this I need to let go of this I need to just move on but it was painful because I'm just like what did I ever do to you guys what did I ever do for you to hate me so much Now, this is the flip side of being a walking testimony. I know that they saw the light in me. They saw the light in me and they were threatened by it. They were threatened by the grace that God constantly gave me. And the gag is, the only reason I had I had this anointment was because I was walking in the spirit of Jesus Christ. I was always prioritizing love. There's so many things that that is God's law that I just followed subconsciously. And that's why I was anointed. That's why I received these blessings and I, I this light was just beaming from me. 
because I just followed God's law. You can't hate me because of that. You can't. And that is what the Antichrist does. They, the Antichrist comes after those who are walking in the spirit of Jesus Christ. They're not going to... Like, I keep seeing this over and over again. Sorry, over and over again. Sorry, that I'm um, stumbling on my words. That when you are walking with Jesus and you've accepted God in your life, you will have adversity and... A lot of my adversity obviously came from my family and like the way they would treat me. Because when you are clearly on the other side, you've entered this war. You've decided that, okay, I've picked a side. And when you're not on their side, there's going to be issues. And that's why the Antichrist doesn't mess with people who are in their spirit why would they because you're on my team why am i gonna mess with you it's when you've decided that no i'm not gonna live a sinful life i'm not gonna live that way i'm gonna walk with jesus christ that's when the antichrist be bothering you trying to pull you back through spiritual warfare and we and so many times i i didn't see this and i i I fell at hurdles. I I didn't see that I was being tested, that I needed to continue walking, walking the path that I was on, continuing, you know, walking in the spirit of Jesus Christ, prioritizing love, peace, compassion. So many times I got the call. I got the call. And the funniest thing is, I always say, every time that... So I would be on and off speaking to that specific cousin that I reference. And every time that I wouldn't be in her presence, good things would be happening for me. Not even good, great things. Great things that I prayed for. Do you think that I would have been able to give my testimony of being molested if I was still in contact with her, if we were still buddy-buddy or whatever? It wouldn't have happened. It would have remained a secret. And my soul would have been unsatisfied. So sometimes when you're questioning, why is this happening? Why can't I just be in harmony with people... and all and you're complaining and you're thinking why they treat me like this god is trying to remove them from your life and sometimes that will happen through them being a certain way so god can show you if people are treating you poorly god is showing you that this this person is not supposed to be in your life why you want why you want to be in a space with someone treating you like you ain't like you ain't god's child why would you want that person in your life and it's through your, your low self-esteem that you don't realise that God is trying to help you. Because you don't realise that you are worthy of God's love. That's what having low self-esteem is. Not realising that you are God's child. And that's what I spoke about in the last episode. That you have this confidence when you're walking with Jesus. You have this 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 confidence that just oozes out of your 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 um your energy you know you you just walk like you know that you not that it's not even a 
egotistical walk, but it's like a it's like a a com a, a humble yet confident walk. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. It's like you're walking, yeah, and this is how this is what it should be like when you're facing adversity. You're walking and bullets are just coming your way and you're dodging them, dodging them, dodging them, dodging them. And you're just continuing that walk. And because you're dodging them, every time you dodge a bullet, you feel more confident. You 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 feel more you get more confidence in yourself and, and your ability to dodge more bullets because it keeps happening. I mean, you keep dodging them, you know? The flip side of being a walking testimony is that those who are of the Antichrist will be threatened. They'll be threatened. They will be jealous of what God is doing for you. And the thing is, there's no need to be jealous of what God is doing for anyone else because you should know that God is capable of doing that for you. Being someone being a walking testimony of God's grace should be encouragement, not discouragement. It shouldn't trigger your envy. Never that. Never, 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 never that. And the thing is, okay, sometimes we get jealous of stuff. I haven't been jealous in a long, long, long time. Sometimes we get jealous. The best thing you can do for yourself is transform that jealousy because for you to be jealous you recognize that you want that thing for yourself if you see someone achieve something and you feel jealous it's because you want to achieve that that should be encouragement that should be motivation but not to be in competition with that person but to achieve to want to achieve that thing for yourself because clearly you want it for a reason but make sure that it's for a pure reason not because you want you know, people to view you a certain way, not because, you know, of anything worldly or coming from vanity. It should be because you, you recognise that that is something that you you deserve. Like, someone having... Someone strengthening their relationship with Jesus and them sharing their testimonies should encourage you because you see the love within them. You see the love and light emitting from their spirit and that should that should encourage you and that should um that should be something that you aspire to have because it is pure it's not nothing egotistical you know and that's why it yeah it really hurt when you know I'm trying to encourage my family to be more loving to be more respectful etc and I've got nothing but pushback and made to feel like I'm the one in the wrong and I'm you know making issues out of nothing when the truth is like they're toxic you guys were toxic isn't it so i'm gonna say it i'm gonna speak my mind and that's why it burned them when i'm telling my testimonies it burned them when i'm sharing my story and they're involved because how dare how dare you speak about something i did to you how dare you let the world know what i've done with no apology, it's like you don't care 
the only thing you care about is your reputation and i've spoken about this the only thing you care about is your reputation and how you're perceived you don't care that you've hurt me and that's how i know you're of the antichrist i can't stress it enough you can't you can't know god and not care about how you treat people you can't know god and not try to love others or even you don't know what love is do you know what love is Do do you know what love is? Tell me what love is, please. And I'd be so shocked every time I come in contact with the Antichrist. I'm so shocked. I'm taken aback that there's people on this earth actually embodying that spirit. Because I'm like, whoa. Because you know when you're... I'm love and light. So when you come across the complete opposite, it's a shock to my system. I'm no longer shocked. (laughs) Trust and believe that. I'm no longer shocked because, you know, really getting into the word of God, especially Psalms, the book of Psalms, I see why some of these Psalms exist because you really need to repel the Antichrist. You really need to repel because people are evil, bro. People are evil. You know, sorry to break it to you, but people are evil. So you got to stay prayed up. And that's what I'm going to end this podcast episode on. You have to stay prayed up. Yeah, because and I will say that every time I slip, I might not pray for one day. I might not read the Bible for one day or whatever. I might get comfortable where I'm at. Something will come. Some Something will show me that, no, you have to stay prayed up. You have to stay in the word of God. Because now that I've decided to walk with Jesus Christ, it's not that I can just decide to leave now. If I decide to leave, trust and believe adversity is going to come my way left, right and centre. Because my heart knows one thing, but, you know, my body is pulling me elsewhere. It's keeping me attached to the world. So I'm going to go through hardships if I try to do that. I'm going to go through hardships regardless. It's it's life. But it's about how I deal with it. It's about the faith that I have. I can only get stronger through the adversity that I experience. If I stay comfortable, I'm not growing. And I want to grow. I want to grow in Christ. That's all I want to do, you know. That's all I want to do. So I'm very grateful that I shared more of my testimony in regards to the spiritual warfare I've experienced in my family because you know it's the truth sets you free basically the truth is setting me free and I'm very grateful and I know that I am not the only person who has experienced spiritual warfare in their family it is very common so I don't ever think that my my testimonies are wild or like people are gonna shock, shock people and that's why that's why I speak my truth because I know it's not that deep and I know it can help someone, you know. Someone might feel feel comfortable sharing their testimony. Might not be in a podcast on YouTube or whatever. They might want to share it in their friendship group. They might want to tell someone. They might want to tell me, you know. I've had people DM me and it's very it's very humbling seeing people DM me and and you know thank me for the work I'm doing because it that's what I'm doing it for I'm doing it for the people who never had a voice the people who are lovers you know I do this for the lovers 
my my tribe is just lovers you know I, I i i tried searching for well i wanted to search i was manifesting my soul tribe for the longest and when it comes down to it it's just lovers <laughs> it's really just lovers people that love my my soul tribe doesn't look a specific way they're not going to look like me that's why i can never find them i was trying to look for them but you can't find them through the human eyes. I found my tribe through my third eye. And that was very humbling. I feel very emotional. I think I'm going to have a little cry. Because that's what I do. So, I'm going to say bye now. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. And I will... Video. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And I will speak to you guys soon. With love, Shania.